Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. It's football. I've been watching it for 40 years. Are you kidding me? You're listening to Winning Cures Everything. Game day, baby. Wake up or get out. Here's your host. A confident young man. A superb athlete. Gary Sagers. Welcome in. Winning Cures Everything. It is Thursday, December 15th. I am your host, Gary Seegers. You can follow me on Twitter at GaryWCE. Hopefully everybody is having a wonderful, wonderful week. Uh, Back in it again. It's time for the Thursday show. It's a little bit early. We did a late show on Wednesday, and now we're doing an early show on Thursday because uh, I got to give out the bowl picks. I got to go ahead and and talk about these games that are going on this weekend and and on into early next week. Uh, We'll probably do another one of these on Monday, Monday. Maybe, nah, we might do them next, like, Wednesday night or something like that. We'll we'll figure it out, but we do have uh, quite a bit to go over. Uh, let me go on and tell you first. The show was always brought to you by BetUS. You guys know what the deal is. It's America's premier online sports book. Go and make sure that you get signed up over at BetUS, and there's a link in the description for a $50 free play, no deposit required. So make sure you take advantage of that. Uh, go ahead and click that link, get yourself signed up, Get yourself $50 to play with over the bowl season. So, a lot going on there. I host the BetUS College Football Show every Tuesday and Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. There's a link in the description for that as well. Uh, make sure that you go sign up over there. But, uh, but yes, that is the spot where you're going to get my best bets. Now, I'm going to give you uh, a pick on each one of these games, which way I would go if it were a pick em contest, etc., and I'm obviously going to uh, break down the games, like give you some analysis on it, uh, show you the numbers, and uh, and then we'll go from there. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the place to get my official plays, the ones that I am actually going to bet on uh, would be the Bet US College Football Show. So go and check that out. Uh, go to winningcureseverything.com. Make sure that you sign up for the podcast or subscribe to the podcast. Leave a nice five star review. Like this video if you would so kindly. And let's go on and get into this. We're going to start it off. We're, we're going to spend not that long on each video, but we'll, we'll figure it out as we get there. All right. 
the Bahamas Bowl between Miami of Ohio and UAB. UAB an 11-point favorite. The total sits at 45. Uh, The numbers that I'm going to give you uh, don't have to do with opt-outs or injuries or whatever. I will bring up some things that are very obvious. Uh, But this one, Friday, December 16th at 10.30 a.m. Central Time. Of course, God's time zone. Let's go on and pull it up on the screen so that you can see what the numbers look like. These numbers are from the last uh, six weeks of the season, basically since week eight, or starting in week eight, all the way through the end of the year. Uh, my number would have UAB favored by eight here, and the stat that you really want to pay attention to is this. UAB runs the ball a lot, like 60% of the time. They are number six in PPA per rush. They are number 30 in rushing success rate. Miami of Ohio's defense finally came on for Coach Chuck Martin towards the end of the year, uh, number 19 PPA per rush number 25 in rushing success rate allowed. Uh, They don't allow uh, rushing explosiveness. They are not great at stuff rate. Uh, But UAB, that's not exactly their best thing either, so we'll see. Uh, The biggest thing to pay attention to here, standard downs PPA, so predicted points added. UAB's offense number 22 in the country. Uh, Miami's defense number 92. Not great, not great. Hey, let's put some music on. Let's do that. Make it a little more, a little more fun. So, I think Miami's defense will be able to hang with them at least a little bit. Now, we move to the other side. Miami's offense. Uh, it's, it's not great. If you, if you go back towards the top, you see they are number 98 PPA per drive on offense. That's not good. Uh, but they do have, you know... They've got some things that maybe can work in their favor. They're number 39 in rushing explosiveness. Uh, UAB's defense is number 75. Uh, As far as PPA per pass, uh, we'll see if Gabbert plays or not. Uh, Who knows? Uh, They have had plenty of experience without him playing, though, so that shouldn't be a huge shock. But, but yeah, number 68 PPA per pass. Well, UAB's defense is number 62. Uh, Number 104 passing success rate. Uh, UAB's defense is number 95. Uh, let's, Let's look at standard downs PPA, number 55. In the country, well, UAB's defense is number 115. Standard down success, Miami is number 67. UAB's defense, number 108. That UAB defense is not great. So I think that Miami's offense can maybe uh, have a little bit of success against them. Uh, you look at who's going to beat each other in this game or who's who's going to lose the games themselves. Uh, turnover margin, Miami of Ohio is number 8. They're number 6 in giveaways per game. Uh UAB is number 44 in that spot, but they're number 67 in turnover margin. They don't create a lot of takeaways. So when I look at this, yeah, UAB has got Dwayne McBride. Uh, they've got Hopkins back, etc. I, I look at this. I I think I would have to lean, certainly, Miami of Ohio. So that is the way that I'm going to go on this. Give me the Red Hawks here, uh, plus the 11 in the Bahamas Bowl. We have seen some crazy games in the Bahamas. So give me Miami of Ohio. Moving along. The Cure Bowl, UTSA against Troy. Troy currently a two-point favorite, total of 55.5. This one's Friday, December 16th, 2 p.m. Central Time. This is an interesting game. Now, let's go on and pull this one up on your screen. I have got, now again, these numbers based on the last six weeks of the season, or since week eight. UTSA favored by 5.5 here. Uh, You start looking at these numbers. Obviously, I think the reason why Troy is is favored as much as they are is because of that defense. But when you really break down the defense, 
Yes, they're number 24 in PPA per drive on defense. Uh, UTSA's offense is number 8 in that same time span. Uh, Troy's offense, number 53 PPA per drive. Uh, UTSA's defense, number 67. So that UTSA defense is not great by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, You start breaking this down, UTSA likes to run the football. I mean, they run it well over 50% of the time. um, And they certainly throw it or run it more than they throw it. They are number 31 in PPA per rush. Well, you, uh, excuse me, Troy's defense is number 36. Uh, they are number 46 in rushing success rate. But here's where you start to figure this out. Uh, Troy's defense is number 75 in stuff rate. UTSA's offense is number 35 at preventing it. So that's that's a very interesting spot because if you're going to give UTSA room, they have got athletes for days. Like They will be able to create out of nothing. Standard Downs PPA, Standard Downs Success, UTSA is number 7 uh, in PPA. They are number 14 in Standard Downs Success. Troy's defense is number 75 in Standard Downs Success rate. UTSA probably going to be able to stay ahead of the chains here. So just something to uh, to pay attention to on this. Uh, as far as Troy goes on offense, it, certainly running the ball has been uh, their, their bread and butter. That is what they have been best at. Now, obviously, you go back and watch that Coastal Carolina game, and that's a whole different deal for the Sunbelt title. Uh, I think they averaged 18 yards per pass attempt. I mean, it was nuts. I think uh, I think they had 12 completed passes for well over 300 yards. It was just, it was nuts. But this UTSA defense is not the Coastal Carolina defense. UTSA, not bad against the run. Number 15 in rushing success rate allowed. And obviously a lot of this has to do with strength of schedule, but neither one of these teams has really played a tough schedule here. Uh, PPA per rush, UTSA is number 65 which means they're not good at rushing explosiveness. And that could open up some holes there. Uh, Troy is number 53 in rushing explosiveness on offense. Uh, you look at, at what UTSA does, they are number 128 in rushing explosiveness allowed. Definitely not good. However, it, it's so weird that they allow that, and yet their offensive line yards, UTSA is number 13 in offensive line yards allowed. Uh, they are number 60 in stuff rate. Well, Troy, number 26 in stuff rate allowed but only number 47 in offensive line yards. Like, there's some things that they go back and forth. Uh, when I look at this, obviously you gotta you got to toss in motivation. These are two very, very good teams. Number 21 in strength of record at ESPN is UTSA. Troy is number 22. Uh, this, is, this is certainly uh, a tough game to cap, which is why, I mean, the, the spread's only two here. I think that UTSA should be favored. Uh, I think that UTSA will have the motivation factor. Uh, Obviously, Troy wants to win the game, but UTSA is 0-3 straight up in their last three bowl games, so they would like to get a bowl win for Jeff Trailer. I'm going to roll with it, so give me me UTSA here. Now, I gave it out on the BetUS show. That is one of my best bets. I like. I like UTSA quite a bit here. All right, next one on the docket. The Fenway Bowl. Cincinnati against Louisville. The old keg and ales rivalry. Uh, Louisville, a two-point favorite. Total sits at 40. This one's Saturday, December 17th, 10 a.m. Central Time. This is a weird, weird game to cap. Obviously, Luke Fickle is gone from Cincinnati. Scott Satterfield is gone from Louisville. Of all places, Scott Satterfield headed to Cincinnati. It's a weird, weird situation. There's a lot of defensive coordinators, offensive... Like, how about this? A lot of assistant coaches that will not be here. 
Uh, both starting quarterbacks are out for the game. So you got Evan Prater on one side, you got Doman on the other side. And this one's weird. This one's just weird. So let's let's hit up the numbers, uh, even though I don't know that they necessarily mean anything. Uh, over the last six weeks of the season, I would have Cincinnati favored by about a point. Uh, and that is, that is opponent-adjusted. So the schedule strength, you know, Cincinnati number 95, Louisville number 49, that's, that's one thing. This total, again, sits at 40 right now. Like, I would have had it about 41 and a half or so, um, but that was based on having all of your players, having your coaches, etc. cetera. Uh, both of these teams kind of pride themselves on defense. That's I think that's the biggest thing. Now, you got some guys that are opting out of this game, I believe. I believe uh, Hardaway, the cornerback for Cincy, is not going to play. Uh, Malik Cunningham on the other side is not going to play. Like, there's, there's guys that both teams are going to miss here. If we just go based off of numbers... You start looking at points per play margin since he's number 24, Louisville number 32. Uh, that Louisville defense is awesome. Uh, and even though you start to look at, you know, just individual matchups for Cincinnati's defense, they still don't give a ton of points. Uh, they're number 12 in defensive points per play. Like, that's that's phenomenal. Louisville is number 13. So, definitely something to pay attention to here. Uh, the Louisville defense, fantastic against the pass, which is what Cincinnati tries to do. However, with Prater back there, run or uh, quarterback, I would have to imagine that they are going to try and do a few more things on offense as far as running the ball. Uh, you got Kerry Combs as the interim coach. He seems a little more conservative. I don't think that they're going to try and throw the football as much with Evan Prater because he's just not as good at throwing the ball as Ben Bryant was. So I think that kind of changes uh, the way that this game is going to be played. You look at Louisville's offense, I mean, number 72 PPA per pass, number 69 PPA per rush, uh, there's just, there's not a whole lot for their offense either. You look at points per scoring opportunity, Louisville can't finish drives. They're number 98 in points per scoring opportunity, 3.34 points per drive inside the 40. Uh, Cincinnati's good at stopping that. They just are. Uh, Cincinnati, you know, better at average field position on both sides of the ball. Like, this, this certainly plays to me to a Cincinnati cover, a Cincinnati win. So that's that's what I'm going to do. Um, I I like Cincinnati here quite a bit, even though, I mean, it, it's almost impossible to bet on this game. Uh, but I'll take Cincinnati plus the two if you have to do it in like a pick'em or something along those lines, uh, because I just this it's it's weird. It's a weird handicap. You don't know what you're going to get out of out of either team. So moving along, we are headed to. Las Vegas. That's right, the Las Vegas Bowl. You got Oregon State and Florida. Oregon State currently a 10-point favorite. The total sits at 53 on this one, Saturday, December 17th at 1.30 p.m. Central Time. And my numbers since week eight have got Oregon State favored by three and a half on this. Now, obviously, these this model would include all the plays that Anthony Richardson did, etc., etc. You start looking at... Uh, just overall trends. Billy Napier 17-3-1 against the spread in his last 21 as an underdog. Florida is 5-0 and against the number this year as a dog. They're only 2-3 and straight up, but they cover numbers, especially when numbers get this big. This line opened at 5.5. It's out to 10 at this point. Now, all these numbers, by the way, brought to you by BetUS. Make sure you go get signed up at the link in the description. But this is a, a weird, weird spot. Florida's defense not great uh, against the run, and, and it's certainly not going to 
be helped by the fact that Ventrell Miller is uh, is not going to play in this one. He's going to prep for the NFL draft. But you look at this, and yeah, uh, it it certainly would favor Oregon State, especially the way that they played late in the season. They're number seven in PPA margin uh, over the over the season, or not over the, since uh, since week eight. Excuse me. Um, they're number thirty nine PPA per drive on offense, number fifteen on defense. Now, some of this has to do with who they've actually played. Florida has played a bit of a tougher schedule towards the end of the season. Um, that Florida defense, though, I mean, just, yuck, right? You saw Florida State just go up and down the field on them, and yet they couldn't pull away because Florida's wide receivers, Florida's athletes were really, really good. Jack Miller's going to start at quarterback for Florida. I think that gives Florida a little bit of an advantage here because Oregon State does not have a ton of film on this guy. Right? Anthony Richardson, you know what you're going to get. And yes, he's an absolute dynamic playmaker. But Jack Miller, there was a lot of talk that he could have won the starting job had he not gotten hurt in the off or in the preseason. Right? So there's you you might have a really good quarterback on your hands. And if he can come out and hit some of those uh, receivers, Pierce Hall, etc., I mean, you've got an opportunity here. So this Florida defense, obviously, it's going to be tough for them to be able to stop the run. Uh, however, they are number 25 in stuff rate, number 31 in offensive line yards allowed. They are, however, number 77 in PPA per rush. They're number 114 in rushing explosiveness allowed. Well, here's the deal. Oregon State is only number 116 in rushing explosiveness on offense. So it's not like they break a ton of big runs. They're just incredibly successful. Number two in rushing success rate. Florida's number 62. You go over to the offense, PPA per pass, uh, Oregon State's defense is awesome. I mean, number two in PPA per pass allowed. Florida's offense, number 62. Passing explosiveness allowed. Oregon State, number 20. Now, again, some of that might have to do with who Oregon State played uh, in the second half of their season. But all all numbers point to Oregon State doing really well here. Uh, But again, I look at this, and I am just kind of convinced that... I think Florida's going to find a way to hang around in this ballgame because they're going to do something that maybe maybe people aren't used to. Maybe Oregon State's not used to. Turnover margin, Florida number 16, Oregon State number 91. That's something to pay attention to. Penalties per game, number 87 for Florida, number 64 for Oregon State. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I look at this, and I think that Florida, who played the number five strength of schedule in the country per ESPN, and Oregon State, who played number 50, I think this number got a bit inflated. So give me give me the Gators on this one. I like Florida to cover the 10 on that. So that is four straight underdogs to start us off. Uh, but let's go on. Let's hit an ad right quick. On the backside, we got the L.A. Bowl uh, with Washington State and Fresno State along with BYU, SMU, North Texas, Boise State, etc. Let's check out some things you should know about. College football is back, and BetUS TV has you covered. Every Tuesday and Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, we've got expert game analysis to help you make informed decisions before kickoff, only on the BetUS TV College Football Channel. Visit winningcureseverything.com to find everything you need to know about us, including full shows in video or podcast form, gambling picks, merch, the gear we use, and more. If you want more content from me, Gary, visit BetUSTV.com. I host the How to Gamble on Sports Show and, from August through January, the BetUS College Football Show. 
You can subscribe to both on YouTube. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or whatever's your favorite podcast app. And if your app allows it, leave a five-star written review. Visit the Winning Cures Everything web store to get all kinds of football shirts, hats, hoodies, mugs, and more. Visit winningcureseverything.com slash store to see what all we've added. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. And now... Back to the show. All right, let's dive back into it. Uh, let me first tell you about Valtimary Surf Company. ValtimarySurfCo.com. These guys are a college town uh, apparel line. They are fantastic. Great designs. The material on these shirts is super comfortable, super soft. Go and check them out. ValtimarySurfCo.com. You can use the promo code Gary10. That's G A R Y 10. To get 10% off of your order, there is a link in the description, so go ahead and check that out. All right. Again, these numbers are all brought to you by BetUS. It is America's premier online sportsbook. Go and check them out. Again, link in the description. $50 free play. No deposit required. All you got to do is get signed up. The LA Bowl. That's Washington State and Fresno State. Fresno State is a four-point favorite here. The total sits at 52. It's Saturday, December 17th at 2.30 p.m. Central Time, which is a little bit early out in L.A. It's a little surprising that they've got some of these West Coast Bowl games uh, happening so early during the day. Washington State got some issues, right? They got some dudes out. They got Their top three wide receivers are not going to play. Uh, they lost both of their coordinators. Like it, it is, It's a little bit of an issue there. And my numbers on the screen, you know, since week eight, would have Fresno favored by 8.3 just based on the numbers. It's a little bit surprising, I think, when you really look at what Washington State did. But this Fresno State defense is actually, like, really good. Uh, Washington State, we've talked a lot about Cam Ward this year, but they are number 110 in PPA per pass since week eight this year. Uh, They throw the ball 60% of the time. They're only number 51 in passing success rate. Well, Fresno's defense, number 25 in PPA per pass allowed, number 9 in passing success rate allowed. This is an issue. And and Fresno gets after the quarterback, number 35 in havoc rate. Uh, Washington State's offense, number 81 in havoc rate allowed. Like, it's it's pretty nuts how this works. Uh, As far as standard downs PPA, uh, Fresno State's defense, number 13. They're number 7 in standard down success allowed. Washington State's offense number 92. Washington State cannot stay ahead of the chains. Like, that's certainly going to be an issue 
Uh, Fresno's defense is number 29 in PPA per drive uh, since week eight. Washington State, their offense is number 79 in PPA per drive since week eight. So definitely not good. You move over to the defensive side of the ball, which is what I think everybody believes that Jake Dickert's bunch is about. And uh, and you have got, you know, a, a bit of a mismatch here. Fresno State's offense, like Washington State is number 73 in QBR allowed this year. They're number 93 PPA per pass since week eight. Well, Jake Hayner in that bunch, number 11 in PPA per pass, number 39 passing success rate. Washington State's defense, number 52 in passing success rate allowed. You start looking at passing downs PPA and say that Fresno gets behind the chains. Uh, Fresno's offense is number 39 in passing down success. Washington State's defense, number 96. Obviously, that was those numbers were hurt by Michael Penix and such. But Jake Hayner is a good, good quarterback. And he's got a pretty good offensive line here. Uh, yeah, I, I look at this. Like, have it great allowed. Fresno's offense is number two. Like, it, Washington State's defense, only number 63. I think this is a... a it was already a bit of a mismatch. A lot of people like Washington State as a dog uh, in certain situations. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm... I think Fresno State can win this thing pretty big. Give me the Bulldogs. Give me the Bulldogs minus the four right now. That number has has flip-flopped because of all the coordinator changes, people being out, etc. But that's uh, that's the way I'm looking at this one. Moving along. The Lending Tree Bowl. You got Rice against Southern Miss. Southern Miss, a six-and-a-half-point favorite currently at BetUS. The total sits at 45-and-a-half. It's Saturday, December 17th at 4.45 p.m. Central Time. And we need to pull it up on the screen, obviously, so that you can see the numbers that we're working with. These numbers are from uh, week eight on. And my numbers would have Southern Miss favored by 3.29. Now, Rice dealing with some quarterback injuries, etc., but uh, I believe the kid's name is A.J. Paget. Uh, he's he's been somewhat promising. Like, it hasn't played terribly, but it, they kind of changed their offense around because they've had so many injuries. I mean, they're on a fourth-string guy. So that's certainly not ideal heading into this game. This is, like, Southern Miss's defense is legit. They are ag- actually legit. Number 33 in PPA per drive since week eight. Uh, Rice's offense, number 62 PPA per drive on offense. You move to the other side of the ball, Southern Miss, their offense number 96 PPA per drive. Uh, that's predicted points added, for those that don't know. Uh, and Rice's defense is number 116. But Rice has played North Texas and UTSA. They've, they've played some tough, tough teams, uh, especially offensively, right? That's that's a tough spot for them. Now, they've had some success uh, running the ball. They're, I mean, they're number 26 PPA per pass, even though they're only number 85 in passing success rate on offense. That's something to pay attention to. Southern Miss is number 19 in passing success rate allowed. Um, you you move, like, I think Rice is going to be able to score some. Probably not a lot. At the other side, Southern Miss makes it tough to score on anybody. Their offense is not very successful. They're number 91 in passing success rate, while Rice's defense is number 114. Uh, Southern Miss's offense, number 104 in rushing success rate. Rice's defense is number 24 in rushing success rate allowed. So, Rice is going to be able to find ways to stop this offense because this offense stops itself. You look at penalties per game, uh, Southern Miss number 81 in the country. Rice is only number 51. You want to look at turnover margin? Both of these teams turn the ball over. Uh, Southern Miss number 119 in giveaways per game. Uh, Rice is number 131 
I mean, it's just two two teams that turn the ball over uh, more than two times a game. It's just nuts. Uh, when I look at this, I just I, I think it's too many points here. Uh, this thing was at seven. It's down to six and a half. My numbers have it 3.29. Like, both teams are fairly motivated here. Uh, Rice, by the way, 2-0 and straight up the last two years against Southern Miss when they were still in Conference USA, even though Southern is now in the Sun Belt. Uh, give me Rice here, plus the 6.5. I think this is going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be super low scoring. Uh, a low scoring game, like, yeah, I will I will take the plus 6.5. So, uh, yeah, not, not too shabby on this one. We're going to New Mexico. BYU against SMU in the New Mexico Bowl. SMU favored currently by three and a half. The total sits at 64. Of course, latest numbers at BetUS. Uh, but let's go on and pull this up. It's a 6.30 p.m. Central Time game. And based on the numbers from week eight through the end of the year, I've got SMU favored by .03 points, which is absolutely bonkers. Uh, you look at strength of record, BYU is number 58, SMU number 50. The strength of schedule is is fairly similar. BYU a little bit stronger team strength rec- uh, uh, rating, uh, number 49 to number 58. You look at PPA margin, BYU is 69, SMU number 62. But that is because these are kind of mirror images of each other, right? Uh, BYU number 7, offensive PPA per drive, predicted points added. Uh, SMU number 10 in offensive PPA per drive. You look at the defense, both defenses are putrid. SMU's defense, number 115 PPA per drive, BYU number 126. You look at offensive success rate, defensive success, it's all the same, right? Both offenses should be able to do basically whatever they want. Uh, SMU's offense, not great at running the football. They do throw it a lot, and that is something to pay attention to. BYU's defense, number 121 in passing success rate allowed, number 116 PPA per pass, Uh, allowed SMU's offense is number 13 in PPA per pass, number 42 in passing success rate. Uh, The one thing that BYU's defense does a pretty good job of is they don't allow a lot of passing explosiveness. Number 31 in explosive uh, pass rate. Uh, You look on the other side, like uh, as far as running the ball for SMU, number 53 uh, PPA per rush, number 47 uh, rushing success rate, number 75 in rushing explosiveness. Well, BYU is number 56 in rushing explosiveness allowed. So there might be there might be some ways that BYU can uh, can slow these guys down at least a little bit, especially with Rasheed Rice uh, being out for this game along with the tight end, etc., right? Uh, on the other side, SMU's defense, number 100 in PPA per pass. Well, BYU's offense is number 9 in that. Uh, BYU's offense, number 8 in passing success rate. SMU's defense is number 92. Like, there's... That's a huge, huge difference. As far as running the football, that's where this might could play into BYU's advantage. Now, we obviously have to see if Jaron Hall is going to play in this game. I think that changes things dramatically. But even if it is a third-string guy, they can still hand the ball off and have a pretty good day because SMU's defense, number 125 in PPA per rush, number 97 in rushing success rate allowed, a lot of this has to do with that offensive line at BYU. BYU's offensive line, Number two in offensive line yards. Number 21 in stuff rate allowed. SMU's defense, number 107 in offensive line yards allowed. And they are number 88 in stuff rate. So this certainly plays to BYU's advantage. Uh, BYU, number 15 in standard downs PPA. Number 13 in standard down success. 
uh, SMU number 99 in standard downs success allowed, number 125 in standard downs PPA. Looks like BYU will be able to stay ahead of the chains uh, a little bit easier. Uh, but when you look at standard down success on the other side, I mean, obviously, SMU 31 um, in standard down success, BYU's defense number 113. At turnover margin, at BYU does not turn the ball over. They're number four in giveaways per game. SMU is number 66. That could certainly play a big role here. We need to see about Jaron Hall. We need to see, you know, et cetera. But when I look at these numbers, like I, I, I think I have to go with BYU. BYU plus the four, uh, even with all of the unknowns, because you also have some unknowns for SMU. So I, I like the Cougars here. Uh, I think they were embarrassed last year in that Independence Bowl loss to UAB. They are going to get the ship righted and go out. And I, I think they can get a win here, even without Jaron Hall, even with a third-string quarterback, because the backup has already transferred over to Arizona State. Um, I think I think they'll be able to run the ball. And so at BYU plus three and a half, uh, or four if you can get it, whatever whatever your best number is. Uh, but go to BetUS and uh, make sure you get signed up over there. All right. Next one on the docket, the Frisco Bowl. Da, 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 da. There we go. Frisco Bowl. North Texas and Boise State. Boise State is a 10.5-point favorite. The total sits at 59. Of course, latest numbers at Big US. It's Saturday, December 17th, 8.15 p.m. Uh, Central Time. And let's pull up the numbers so that you can see what we're looking at here. I'm a, I'm a little excited about this. Since week 8... My numbers would have Boise State favored by 11.54 on this. Uh, you've got a a good North Texas passing offense, number 29, or excuse me, 21 PPA per pass uh, against Boise State's defense, which is number nine PPA per pass. If you just look at PPA margin, that should tell you a lot about this game and why it is a double-digit game here, uh, or a double-digit spread. In North Texas, number 82 in... PPA margin. That's predicted points added margin. Uh, Boise State is number four since week eight. I mean, just just nuts to think about. Passing success rate allowed. Boise State's defense number four. Uh, North Texas number 22. Uh, one thing to pay attention to here, passing explosiveness allowed. Uh, Boise State is number 103. North Texas's offense is number five in passing explosiveness. So that's something to uh, certainly take into consideration when you're looking at these numbers. If North Texas can hit some deep passes, Austin Awney, by the way, the quarterback, is going to play in this game. Um, Seth Luttrell has been fired, so the offense may take a hit. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what it ends up looking like. The offense for North Texas is really the only chance that they've got because their defense is awful. Absolutely awful. Defense, by the way, is number 123 PPA per drive uh, since week 8. Definitely not good. And Boise State's offense is number 24 in PPA per drive. So that's they're going to have success. Dirt Cutter calling this one. Uh, I believe Boise State's already hired the Missouri quarterbacks coach, if I'm not mistaken, to be their new OC. But I think Dirt Cutter is going to call the plays in this one. And I, he's had a lot of success with Taylor Green this year at quarterback. Uh, they will continue to do that. They're number 12 in PPA per pass, even though they only throw the ball uh, less than 45%. Over the past like five weeks or whatever it was, six weeks. Um, passing success rate, number 13 in the country. North Texas is number 119 in passing success allowed. It, North Texas can't stop the pass, so that's one thing. But 
Boise State likes to throw, or excuse me, they like to run the ball a lot, over 55% of the time. And when they do that, they're pretty successful. Number 47 in PPA per rush, number 31 in rushing success rate. Well, North Texas is number 110, uh, excuse me, 110 in PPA per rush allowed and number 117 in rushing success rate allowed. Uh, Standard Downs PPA, Boise State number 52, uh, North Texas number 122. Standard Downs success, that is, you know, first, second down, average distance, etc. Boise State number 49, North Texas number 121. I don't don't see how North Texas stays in this game. Like, I've, I've tried to figure it out. I understand that this game is in Frisco, Texas. I get that. But without your your offensive head coach. I just, I, I can't figure out a way for North Texas to stay in this one. Turnover margin, uh, that favors Boise State as well. Uh, I think I think Boise losing their conference championship game meant a little more to them than North Texas, right? I think, I think North Texas expected to lose. Boise was on their home field, and I think it was embarrassing for them. So I think they're going to come out fired up in this game. Uh, give me... Give me Boise minus the ten and a half here uh, to get the you know the big cover here. I, I know I've only got to buy eleven and a half. I think it's going to be bigger than that. I think I think Boise State comes out and makes a statement in this game. And so, all right, uh, let's let's take another quick break. We're going to come back for the Myrtle Beach Bowl and uh, well Myrtle Beach. We're talking Marshall, UConn, Eastern Michigan, San Jose State, Liberty, Toledo, et cetera, et cetera. We got a few more that we're going to hit. All right, we'll be right back. Let's check out some things you should know about. Follow the show on Twitter at Winning Cures, and you can follow Gary at Gary WCE. You can also follow on Facebook. Got your own podcast or web show? Looking to start one, or you're just curious how we look and sound so good? Well, we've got all the gear that we use listed on our gear page on the website. And if you order using our links, you'll be supporting the show too. Subscribe on YouTube to get not only full Winning Cures Everything shows, but individual segments and other goodies as well. We're over 6,000 subscribers, and our goal by the end of the year is 7,500. If you're interested in advertising on a show that reaches over 80,000 unique football fans per month during the season, send an email to Gary at winningcureseverything.com, and we'll put together a plan that best fits you or your business. And now, back to the show. All right, let's see. We have got da, 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 da. we got a few more to do. Let me tell you about Flow Sports right quick. They got over twenty five thousand sports matches for you to be able to watch. Flow Sports has got MMA, they got wrestling, they got Division three football, they got some Division one games. Uh, New Mexico State and Valparaiso on Championship Saturday was over on Flow Sports only. It was exclusive over there. They've got some really cool stuff. Go and check them out. FlowSports.tv. There's a link in the description. For you to check it out. So make sure that you go and take care of that. Again, all the lines are brought to you by BetUS here. So let's dive back into it. Let's talk about the uh, the ball games here. The Myrtle Beach Bowl. And the Myrtle Beach Bowl is Marshall. A 10-point favorite over UConn. The total sits at 41. Latest numbers at BetUS. It's Monday, December 19th, 1.30 p.m. Central Time. So a little afternoon football for you on Monday as we head towards Christmas. Not too shabby. Let's go on and pull up the stats here. These numbers are since week eight. Now, I would have Marshall favored by 8.18 points here. 
And I was really excited about the idea of betting on UConn in bowl season because they haven't been since, I believe, the 2015 season. They haven't won a bowl game since 2009. Uh, you know, you, you look at it and you're like, all right, yeah, like this this will be great. Marshall's offense is not great, obviously. Number 101 in PPA per drive. Uh, but UConn's defense isn't great either. It's uh, number 78 in PPA per drive on defense for the UConn Huskies. The issue that I run into is UConn's offense is not great. Obviously, everybody has seen them be able to run the ball. Jim Mora, the job that he has done out there in Bristol is just... Uh, it's not Bristol. It's uh, stores. I believe that's right. Uh, either way, either way. just it, It's UConn. How's that? Um... <laughs> I'm gonna have UConn fans absolutely eat me alive. I'm sorry, guys. Look, I'm in I'm in Memphis, Tennessee. Like, I don't know a whole lot about UConn. Either way, let's go back to this. UConn's offense is number 85 in PPA per drive. Uh, the Marshall defense is number one. Number one. So I wanted to bet on UConn because I I like the underdog role. I like what these guys have been doing. However, everything that you read out of Marshall's camp is they are pumped up about finishing this year with a bowl win. The practices are going really well. Everybody seems to be healthy. Like it's it's a very motivated team to get a bowl win. And and yes, UConn is obviously motivated as well, but UConn has dealt with injuries all year, etc. Like they're just not as strong at the end of the season as they were at the beginning. So that certainly hurts. Um the one thing that the one thing that UConn's defense does pretty well is they stopped the pass. They're number 61 in PPA per pass allowed, number 67 in passing success rate. They are number 7 in havoc rate. They are number 19 in passing downs PPA. Like, their their pass defense is pretty good. However, they can't stop the run. Like, that's certainly not good. And when you look at what Marshall wants to do, they want to run the football. They have had, while the numbers don't necessarily show it, they've had two pretty good running backs this year. Um, they're number 84 in PPA per rush, number 99 in rushing success rate. But they run the ball 60% of the time. Like, it is it is nonstop. And UConn's defense, number 85 in PPA per rush allowed, number 110 in rushing success rate allowed. Uh, Marshall, I believe, is going to be able to score on this defense. You move to the other side, though, and you look at UConn's offense against this defense, UConn only throws the ball like 30% of the time. They are number 99 in PPA per pass. They are number 107 in passing success rate. Well, Marshall is number 7 in PPA per pass allowed. They are number 3 in passing success rate. Teams don't run the ball a lot on Marshall because you can't run the ball on Marshall. Uh, Marshall is number 6 in rushing success rate allowed. They are number 11 in PPA per rush. UConn is number 19 in PPA per rush, and they're number 26 in rushing success rate. Like, stuff rate? This is the biggest issue here. UConn is number 111 in stuff rate allowed. Marshall is number 21 in stuff rate. Like, if you can't get the guys out in space, then you're going to have trouble here, and Marshall's defense does not allow that. You saw what Marshall did against Notre Dame early in the season. Notre Dame tried to run the ball on them. They couldn't get it done. Marshall took advantage of it, and they were able to get some turnovers. Uh, Both of these teams, by the way, uh, number 37 and number 31 in turnover margin, so both of them take advantage of those uh, as far as penalties per game, number 95 and number 99. I mean, it is what it is. So, 
I, I look at this, and I I think I'm gonna have to go Marshall. Like I'm just I'm gonna have to go Marshall here. I know that my number says it's it's less than the ten, uh, but give me give me the herd minus the ten. Uh, Charles Huff, a big first bowl victory for him. It's a uh, it's a big time spot for him. Big time spot. All right. The Idaho Potato Bowl, Eastern Michigan, and San Jose State. San Jose State favored by four. Uh, the total sits at 54 right now. Of course, latest numbers at BetUS. Uh, it's Tuesday, December 20th, 2.30 p.m. Central Time. And let's go on and pull up these stats on the screen. Of course, these numbers are since week eight, or from week eight through the end of the year. San Jose State has not covered a spread uh, in their last seven ball games. So certainly that is troubling. With them being favored by four here, uh, I've got them favored by one. Like that's not great. Definitely not good. Let's let's break this down very quickly. PPA margin since week eight: Eastern Michigan number forty nine, uh, San Jose State number sixty three. San Jose State. The thing that everybody points to with this team is how good that defensive line is, and they've certainly got some studs on there. But they are number ninety six in PPA per drive on defense over the past uh, six weeks of the year. Like, that's not great. Um, you look at what they what they do on defense, they're number 93 in PPA per rush, number 58 in rushing success rate. There's some issues here, obviously. Um, the defense is, is still pretty good, but, you know, number 66 in PPA per pass, they're number 62 in passing success rate. Eastern Michigan is not great at running the ball by any stretch of the imagination, but they do run the ball 55% of the time, number 76 PPA per rush, and number 66 in rushing success rate. So they're going to be able to to get some stops or get some uh, points here, I would believe, on this defense. On top of that, you start looking at what San Jose State does on offense, number 50 PPA per pass, uh, but they throw the ball 60% of the time. Well, Eastern Michigan, number 48 in passing success rate allowed. Uh, They're number five in havoc rate. And San Jose State's offensive line is number 104 in havoc rate allowed. So that is certainly going to be uh, a bit of an issue. Um, You start looking at, like, turnover margin, et cetera. Like, yeah, maybe maybe there's a play in this game that could flip that would give uh, San Jose State an advantage because San Jose State is number six in turnover margin and Eastern Michigan is number 67. But... I, Chris Creighton and his bunch always comes out prepared for these bowl games. I'm going to take Eastern Michigan plus the four here uh, in San Jose State to like continue on this this slide. I like Brent Brennan. I like what he does there, but it's a uh, it's a little bit of an issue for me the way that they ended the year. So give me Eastern Michigan plus the four on this one. I think I gave this one out on Three Dog Thursday over on Bet US TV as well. All right, let's move on. We got two more to discuss. So let's do it. The Boca Raton Bowl, Liberty and Toledo. Toledo currently a five-point favorite. The total sits at 54, of course, latest numbers at BetUS. Tuesday, December 20th, this one is at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. And woof, what a game. Uh, This is a weird one. Liberty, obviously, without their head coach. Uh, Hugh Freeze, he has taken the Auburn job. They are without multiple players on defense. All three of the quarterbacks, I believe, are going to play, are there, etc. Um, so that's something to pay attention to. Daquan Finn, I think he's going to play for Toledo, I believe. 
Um, so that should help out their offensive numbers, I think. But even still, it's not like the Ohio defense was great, uh, and they only put up 17 on them. The biggest thing for Toledo here is their defense is legit, absolutely legit. They are this line, by the way, opened at Toledo minus one. I think that was built in with Hugh Freeze being gone already. Uh, this thing has ballooned out to five, just based on the numbers towards the end of the season. Like I would have Liberty favored by almost four points. That's an issue. Like from week eight on, Liberty by three point eight seven points. Uh, their offense is number fifty five in PPA per pass, number thirty six in passing success rate. Toledo is number. Uh, four in PPA per pass defense. Uh, They're number two in passing success rate defense. Um, but part of that, again, might be schedule strength, etc., which is kind of weird. Liberty, number 117 in strength of schedule. Toledo, number 76. Toledo did not look good towards the end of the year, and a lot of that had to do with the fact that their offense was number 106 PPA per drive, predicted points added per drive. I You look at... You look at what uh, Liberty was able to do, running the ball, number 66 PPA per rush, but number 13 rushing success rate. It it was a a big chasm between what Liberty did as far as success rate and what they were actually able to do scoring the football. Uh, Some of that has to do with turnovers because they were able to get into scoring positions. But if you look down here, they're number 123 in giveaways per game. That ain't good for Liberty, for sure. Uh... They were number 14 in offensive success rate, and yet they were number 67 in predicted points added per drive on offense. Uh, The Liberty defense played pretty well, number 52 in PPA per drive. Uh, So going up against that Toledo offense, which has not been very successful under who is supposedly an offensive mind in Jason Candle, that's uh, that's a bit of an issue. I I think this number has gotten up high enough that I would would have to take Liberty in this spot because I don't trust Jason Candle candle. I don't trust this uh, Toledo team. I know that Liberty's got all these issues going on, but maybe that makes them a little bit more dangerous. I don't know. This is not one that I'm going to put down some hard-earned money on. Like, I might do a little bit of pizza money next Tuesday night just to to have some skin in the game, but one, there's too many questions across the board to actually play this thing maybe before, like, right before kickoff, but For today's show, I'm going to give it out as Liberty plus the five because I think that those quarterbacks can create a little bit of success against that Toledo defense. I know that the numbers don't necessarily support it, but we did see some not great teams have some success against Toledo's defense. I mean, look at what Bowling Green did. I mean, it's just bonkers, just bonkers. So uh, either way, either way is what it is. Give me Liberty plus the five on that one. Last game of the day, the New Orleans Bowl. And that pairs off Western Kentucky and South Alabama. Now, this is an interesting G5 matchup. South Alabama, currently a four and a half point favorite. This spread has been all over the place, trying to figure out whether or not Austin Reed was going to play in the game. That is the quarterback at at WKU. Uh, South Alabama favored by four and a half. The total sits at 56 on this latest numbers at BetUS. It is Wednesday, December 21st at 8 p.m. Central Time. That is the kickoff time. Let's go on and pull up the stats, show you what we're looking at from week eight through the rest of the season. My numbers would have South Alabama favored by 1.69. This thing had, at one point, South Alabama was favored by eight 
when Austin Reed put his name in the transfer portal. When he pulled it back out, this thing has started to certainly creep back down. And I think the reason for that is Western Kentucky's offense is going to be able to have a little bit of success against South Alabama, I believe. South Alabama has not played very good teams towards the end of the season. Absolutely not. Um, And yet, they're still number 17 in PPA per drive on defense. Uh, Western Kentucky's offense towards the end of the year, number 57 PPA per drive. Like This team can put up points. That is certainly something to pay attention to. Net points per drive, a very interesting uh, stat that they use over at bcftoys.com. But net points per drive, Western Kentucky is number 27. Uh, South Alabama is number 20. So, yeah, it's it's a very interesting uh, breakdown when you look at it. PPA margin, Western Kentucky number 43, South Alabama number 16. I like what Carter Bradley's doing with that offense with South Alabama. I like the wide receivers that they have. Um, it's it's a weird spot. I like what Kane Womack is doing. Or Womack is doing, excuse me. Uh, Tyson Helton and that bunch, like they, they've been here before. They know what they're doing. Their defense is number 87 in PPA per pass. Uh, allowed, excuse me. West uh, uh, South Alabama, their offense is number 32 PPA per pass, but they're only number 121 in passing success rate. So they were certainly better throwing the football earlier in the year. As far as running the ball, like they're not great. Number 93 in rushing success rate, South Alabama is. Uh, Western Kentucky's defense, number 66 in rushing success allowed. Now, standard downs PPA, South Alabama, number 13. Western Kentucky's defense, number 98. Uh, standard down success, Western Kentucky is number 97 on defense. South Alabama, number 39 on offense. Uh, you look at turnover margin, that, that favors um, Western Kentucky slightly. You know, number 22 to number 40. Penalties per game favors Western Kentucky here. I I think that I'm going to ride with the underdog in this spot uh, because I think Western Kentucky is going to be able to move the ball on this South Alabama defense. Uh, it's just whether or not they can finish the drives. If you look at uh, points per scoring opportunity, Western Kentucky is uh, number 114 at 2.95 per trip inside the 40. Uh, but they have... Uh, number 43 most scoring opportunities per game. 6.17 drives get inside of the opponent's 40-yard line. Uh, South Alabama does not allow teams to score once they get down there. Uh, they're giving up 3.03 points per drive, or points per scoring opportunity. On the other side, uh, South Alabama, they can finish drives. They just don't get into scoring position very often. Their offense is number 84 in scoring opportunities per game, but they're number 21 in points per scoring opportunity. Uh, at the same time, Western Kentucky, really good at stopping those scoring opportunities. Uh, they're number 14 in the amount of drives that get inside the 40, but they're number 83 in points per scoring opportunity allowed. So if South Alabama gets down there, they're going to score. It's just whether or not their offense can get down there. So I look at this as uh, I think South Alabama probably wins, uh, wins, but this feels like a field goal game to me. Uh, So I will take Western Kentucky plus the four and a half on that. All right. We've gone almost an hour. That is absurd. I was trying to get out of here quickly. It never happens. Uh, Go visit Flow Sports. Flowsports.tv. Go check out Valtimary Surf Company. Um, Those guys are fantastic. Just absolutely fantastic. ValtimarySurfCode.com. Again, the show is brought to you each and every time out by BetUS. That is America's premier online sports book. There is a $50 free play with your name on it. When you sign up and there's no deposit required whatsoever. 
So go and get signed up. There's a link in the description for that. Go check out the BetUS College Football Show for my best bets and whatnot. Uh, and to check out Parker and Kyle as well. There's a link in the description for that one as well. All the links are in the description. Just go check them out. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure that you like this video. And make sure, of course, that you are subscribed to the Winning Cures Everything YouTube page. Uh, we'll be back with more next year. Or next year. Next week. I'm, I'm getting close to saying it, right? 2023. We're getting very, very close. It's been a very long fall. I will say that. Uh, but we'll have more news. We'll have more games to break down. More bowl games, etc. But yeah, I think we're we're ready to rock and roll. Let's get out of here. You guys, tell your friends about the show. Definitely help me out with that. Uh, with that said, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And hopefully, all of your tickets cash this week. Thanks for listening to Winning Cures Everything. Make sure and subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. And make sure to leave a nice five-star review. You can follow Gary on Twitter, at GaryWCE. And the show is at Winning Cures. Be sure to check out the merch in our web store and share the show. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.